again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Night Court. I'm Rob Fisher, along with Brevin Knight, and we talk basketball with you, and among other things as well <laughs> that we will talk to you about. Uh, Brevin, hello, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. So so happy to be back. We've been, feels like we've just been traveling and from here, this mm -hmm. part of the country, different time zones, played three games in four nights. NBA has not been nice to the Grizzlies with the schedule as of late. You no, know, yeah, you know why it feels that way? Because that's exactly how it's been. <laughs> it, it has been something else. It has been it's been one of those months where you have to write down your room number when you're on the road to make sure you remember where you're at. Oh, I went to the wrong and in, in uh, <laughs> Phoenix, I went to the wrong room every single time. There's literally one room over. This because my dad came on a trip with me to golf with me on that one. That I literally kept going to 629 until the 627 because he was in 429 and every time i would use the key it would get that little red the right. red thing and i'm like Man, i hope someone's in this room like this dude is trying to get in again Why is someone trying to get in again man i i haven't had that. i've been pretty good pretty lucky remembering my room number what i've had a problem with though recently and it's happened a couple times on these long trips that we've had is when i leave the room i go the wrong way down the hall <laughs> Because I'm used to going the other way. And I go the wrong way, and I end up going to a dead end. And I'm like, God! <laughs> Got to turn around. <laughs> and, so, and that's what we're saying. We live a very tough life, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's very difficult. Uh, it has been a weird, weird Grizzlies week. Uh, last 10 days, a roller coaster of emotion, uh, a roller coaster of play. It has been uh, it has been wild, and we are here to talk about it. Yes. And, and I want to take you back. It started against San Antonio. Yep. And the Grizzlies beat San Antonio. Ja dunked over Wemby. Ja had that magnificent lay-in over Wemby, With which was maybe hand. even more yes. in, more thrilling than the, the dunk. Um, and, and everybody felt good. After that game, it was like, yes, because the, the building was rocking. Job lit the building up with, with those highlights. And uh, it was another win since Jaw's been back. So everything's looking good. Everything's great. Uh, you know, we're going to get that play in. And, uh, you know, we just have to stay at this pace, blah, blah, blah. And that was the conversation. The next day, the Grizzlies play Toronto. Wow. <laughs> the morning after the Toronto game, it's, well, I mean, they're not going to make the play in. So, you know, what do you do the rest of the way? Do you try to make moves? Do you try to get out? I mean, so, you know, do you try to tank uh, to go for the best lottery? It went, it went from elation to the season's over because of one game. Elation to deflation. One game. And it, it was unbelievable. Then the Grizzlies go on the road and, and go out and go on the road and beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Kind of interesting again, right? And then they go and they beat the Phoenix Suns without John Morant. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Wow, they just did this without Ja. And uh, when Ja comes back, you know, everything's going to be amazing. If we keep playing at this pace, you know, we get to that play-in. We do that. And then the news comes that Ja shoulders busted. A labral tear, surgery done for the season. And the deflation comes back in. Well, you know, I mean, you're going to get a good lottery pick. And uh, so that's good. And you can rebuild for the future. And, you know, it sucks. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're not going to make the plan. It's, that's over. And then you go and you beat the Dallas Mavericks. And it's, you know what? Maybe they can do this without Ja. They did it last year. Maybe they can do it without Ja. So now everybody's excited again. And uh, 
I don't, I don't know what to think other than laugh at everybody who's gone through these emotions for the last week. That's part of being a fan of a team, I guess. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for, for a lot of people. And they always say that the, the one thing you try to do is stay even keel because things can go one way or the other very quickly in the association with the amount of games that are played. Uh, and so you, you got to just kind of stay in the middle. You can get excited in some way. You can get down when things happen, but – you want to try to stay as level as possible, and so, but that's why we say that's uh, you expect for, for fans to have those ranges of emotion because they they care so much about what happens. And I always tell people it's a little bit different for the people that are within the game. Those emotions maybe don't run as hot and cold because you know that you still have another game, and so, if I think for this team, it, it was uh, they knew they didn't play well against Toronto. Toronto was just a game where they didn't perform. At all. San Antonio, they played well enough to win the game. Uh, yeah. And it was nice to see a couple of highlight plays while doing it. Uh, and then you go on the road, and this team has been has been fantastic on the road this year. They, Which is they, amazing. They, they're over 500 now on the road. And, and, and a lot of that, you say, okay, well, the one thing about going to play L.A. was you weren't have to – guys weren't going to have to get up for that game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You're playing against LeBron James, Anthony Davis, but you're, it's the environment that you're playing in. You're going to be stars all around the court. You're, the eyes are going to be on you no matter what. And so that was just an energy game. Uh, but I thought that was the, the the turn in terms of the style of play. Even since Ja has been back, they have picked up the pace in some ways, uh, but they did they hadn't picked it up in a, tot- in a total game, which meant fast break opportunities, but in the half court also. In that Lakers game, we saw them get back to – moving their bodies, they moved the basketball. Guys, the, the Lakers scored, they took the ball out immediately inbound, and they were down the floor. When they went to the Phoenix game, it was no John Morant, but they played the same exact way. They got the ball to the floor, they had great individual performances. Jaron was great, the bench was fantastic, Dez was, was great again. Um, and so it was like, okay, and, and they did it against all three. There wasn't, there wasn't one of the three missing, Bradley mm-hmm. Bill, Booker, and Kevin Durant played in that game, and they still outplayed the Suns to win that basketball game. So then, of course, the bad news comes about Ja, and everybody is down, rightfully so. All of us are, are sad that he's not going to be out there, but just sad for him because he already missed the 25 games, came back, looked like he was enjoying himself. It was going to be another run, uh, and then you get this bad news. And, but the thing is, the, the message that he sent to the team, that Taylor Jenkins, that Desmond Bain sent was, that you're still going to stay the course. Like, he had as much confidence in them that they can continue to go out and win as if he was still there playing. And I thought that was huge for the, for the team's confidence to then now go out against Dallas. The one thing they now know is there is no more waiting to see, well, when Ja comes back, this is what we do. Well, when he comes back, we'll do There is no more when he comes back. And so you take that out of the equation, and the guys know exactly this is what we have. These are the guys that we have. Unfortunately, Jaron and Santi didn't play in that game, but everyone knew that their opportunity was going to be there again. And I thought that everyone that stepped on the floor seized that opportunity, but the thing was, they still played the same way. Score, they got the ball out of bounds. Boom, boom, boom. They averaged 29 assists in those three games. Yeah. They averaged over 120 points in those games. And it wasn't because we had a bunch of 45, 40. It was balanced scoring throughout. Everyone contributed. So. I think for, for Grizzlies fans, now are there going to be nights where they don't play well or the ball doesn't go in? Yes, those nights are still going to come, and they're still going to ride that way. But if they can continue to find and play 
at this level, with that energy, with that emphasis on the pace and moving the ball and moving their bodies, then they'll give themselves a chance to win every night. What does that end up being? I don't know. But what I do know is it gives them a realistic chance to win every game. Where in, the, in those first 25 games, it was hard for us to say, do they have a realistic chance to win games they went into? So what's different? Uh, I think philosophy has changed, but, but, or maybe the message has gotten through a lot better. In terms of playing faster and what playing faster means. A lot of times people think playing faster means shoot fast. Not, it doesn't mean shoot fast. What it means is get the ball down the floor so you have more options on the offensive end, which means that you attack the painted area and maybe get kickouts instead of just throw ahead quick threes in the shot clock. That's the other thing that has slowed down for them is the type of threes they're taking at this point are not just volume threes to get threes up. They're threes within the offense, within the flow of the game. And so the jump shots are able to go down better. Uh, but I just think they're moving a lot more. I thought it was a stagnant start to the year. It was pick and roll basketball between the two guys playing. The other three guys just kind of stood and watched. But there's not there's not as much standing and watching anymore, which now involves everybody. And, and if you're going to be good, they're going to have to involve everybody on the offensive end. You don't have the one guy to say, just give him the ball and let him make it happen. And so I think that the, the biggest change is the involvement of everyone on the offensive end, but people are moving. It's not as stagnant as what it was. One of the things not only the record was poor without Ja to start the season, but one of the things that was always talked about was the fun level. Yes. Was out of the team and out of the building. How how can this group, as constructed without Ja, how can that be different? Play the way that we, we've seen them play these last couple of games, and they, they got to try to reproduce that effort on the home court. Like, they've been able to find that rhythm away. And I always say when you're away, it makes it a little easier because it's just you and basketball. Mm -hmm. When you go home, you have home life, you have friends, you have requests, you have, the, you have different appearance things you have to do. And so it's a, a matter of balancing when they're at home. How, do you, how are you able to still prepare yourself to play the basketball game while life still goes on? When you're on the road, life kind of stops. You're going to do everything team-oriented, team function, team dinner, meetings. All of those things happen. When you're on the road, it's, it's more individual. And then you come together, if you go to practice, you come together when you play the game. And so it's a, it's a different phenomenon with home and away games. And, and so for this team, it's just a, a matter of finding that the same, finding a routine that gets them ready to play at home. And then the pressure, take the pressure off of themselves as, as what the record is at this point and where we think they should be. But uh, I, I just think if, if they continue to play with this mindset, it's fun when everybody touches the ball. We don't got to shoot the basketball, mm -hmm. but it's just fun to touch the ball on the offensive end. It's fun to make the pass to the next person. And with all of the moving and the cutting and the being involved, we've seen the offensive rebound numbers start to creep up. And you can get offensive rebounds when guys are in rebounding position. So long in the beginning of the year, you didn't have people in position to get offensive rebounds, to be able to get you extra possessions. Well, they've done, they've done a better job of it here lately by the movement. You know what I saw in Dallas? A little swag. Yes. Yes. I mean, we haven't it's, – it's, it's a little thing, but I think it's, it's something this team, when they're going well, they identify with. It's, what, it's, it's what's made Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Yeah. If you think about it, especially with this unit. Our, our, old, our, our old grit and grind, those, those are older guys, long in the teeth. 
They, it was about winning, and they had a diff, they had a defensive swag about them. It was a different level. This, this is a younger generation team that we had, and their way of having fun was we saw the dancing in the hallway. We saw it when they got out on the floor, the bravado in which they played, uh, and we hadn't been able to see that much this year. And so, it, it, what to your point, what you saw was you saw that again, and and so again I say when guys feel involved, you can see that. If you're just holding on, waiting out for this guy because he's going to do it, then now you're you're a lot more reserved. We haven't seen a reserved Grizzlies basketball team as of late. Yeah, uh, boy, it, it was uh, it was exciting. Certainly in Phoenix, what the our end, end in Dallas and in the Lakers. I mean, coach said it was the best game of the year. Uh, the game in Dallas. I think after the Lakers game, you could have said that. After the Phoenix game, you could have said that. And now after the Dallas game, you could have said it. Maybe their three best games of the year have been the last three. It has been the, the probably their best three-game stretch of team basketball. Yeah. I mean, the stretch once Ja came back, and I think we won four in a row when, when he came back, uh, was, was his individual influence on this team, elevating everybody to play better. And, and there was a great run. These last three have been – him, yes, to start it in in L.A. and mm-hmm. being a part of it. But it's just the team continuing what he has started at that point. And now let's see how far they can run with it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. In Los Angeles, did you see any stars? Did we see any stars in Los Angeles? I, I, saw, I, I saw Jason Derulo. How exciting is that? I, I, I might have walked right by him. I don't know. But that's uh, it, it. He, he might have had a name tag for me to know <laughs> that it was that it was that it was him. Khaki, our <laughs> PR <laughs> assistant woman, Khaki. She uh, she told me it was Jason. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I, I, and the, the the thing about it is, Roberto, you and I are getting at that point in life now. <laughs> We're, we're, we're going to need help with these. I was like, I've heard of him. I with, think I know him. And, and the thing is, like, so, between singers, entertainers, and then these influencers, mm, the influencers. or these YouTubers, or mm-hmm. like that's so at this point, that's why I started. Because even during our game, we had some people uh, perform with our kids that were doing a rap song. And I'm like, well, who in the hell are these two people that are doing the singing part? And they're, they're famous people, but only. Like the kids know. I'm like, I don't, TikTokers. TikTokers. That's 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 what it is. Like you get like, so we're we're so far removed from it that we have to ask help from from we that. Need gen- help. We well, need I don't even know what they're called. Are there are there Gen Z people now? Like, what's this? I don't know. There's so many names for what we have. People. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. We're trying to keep up. <laughs> so, so that's why I don't keep up, man. And, yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't see any of the celebrities. It not was, not uh, a lot. I don't. Know, was was Mayweather I there? I missed it. Usually we see him. He's usually. In, in I remember a, seeing the hat somewhere. So maybe he was in the house, or maybe it was just his team. Know what that? Know what? Know what that means is we were so enamored with what our team was doing. Mm. We didn't have time to look around. Like yeah. the game was was such a uh, it was such a a good game for the Grizzlies that it it didn't matter. The stars didn't make the environment that night. The Grizzlies made the environment. The exciting part for me that night was I was, uh, I was Uh-oh, during, I this. during one of the breaks, I was going to get ice cream. No, no. And you <laughs> oh, met, you're talking and you about Jeannie Zalasco. You met Jeannie Zalasco. I met Jeannie Zalasco, who uh, used to work for Fox for a long, long time and uh, now does stuff with the Clippers. She, uh, I met her and uh, our 
and she was pleasant, and I got my picture taken with her, and yep. that was awesome. And you didn't even Thank give you. your photographer any credit on your on. Thank the, you for the you. picture. Yeah, I was nervous to actually talk to her, but uh, but I did, and she was a wonderful human being. So Jeannie's Alaska, shout out to Jeannie's Alaska. Shout out Jeannie. Also, uh, you know the guy at the Lakers games? He sits about center court, the first row behind the aisle. You got your two floor rows and with then all the an poster aisle. things. With all the poster things. Yeah. Well, I came walking by to go get me an ice cream, and he looked up, fist bumped me. Yeah! The poster, <laughs> poster guy. guy knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that was thrilling for me. I was excited about that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the Grizzlies now going ahead. Um, you know, I, I guess I guess the question, you know, I think after the John News came out, the question is, all right, so... Are we going to let the young guys play? Are we going to do this? But but after seeing the last couple of games, and, and you still have two great players on your team that you just got to go out and try and win as many games as you can. Right? Well, yeah, what the, I mean, the, there was there's the loss of job, but we have we have picked up two guys who are going to be very critical who came back from injuries, which is Marcus Smart, and hopefully his finger uh, is is not something that is going to keep him. Ah, tape it up. Let's down go. for yeah, down for for any amount of time because he has been sensational in the in in these in that road trip you get Luke Kennard back who it was nice to see him be able to do more than just have to shoot threes like I, I hate when people limit guys we we, all, we did it with Desmond Bain when he first came here and with Luke Kennard is just talking about the threes but I think his ability to make threes will set up other things for him and we saw two right hand finishes for him floaters for him in that in the Dallas game and I think it's something that he can use teams are going to defend him differently they're going to top lock the way we do is try to stand on top don't allow him to come to the ball so he may be able to get some backdoor cuts we've started to see the reemergence of Xavier Tillman from last year and 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 if we can continue to get that Xavier Tillman then that's that's a nice uh, a nice piece that can continue to give this team still passing up too many shots yeah too many in the paint like I still want him to grab those offensive rebounds and and the first look I want the first look to be at the rim mm-hmm. And now if there's somebody there and they deter you from it, then now let's kick it out. But yeah. I don't want the first look to be get offensive rebound and look to pass it out. Like yeah. you worked hard to get the offensive rebound. I said it on the TV. You worked that hard to get in position to get the offensive rebound. Don't just freaking pass the ball out. Like, <laughs> shit, give yourself a chance. You got a layup. Like you worked hard for yeah. it, man. Go get a shot. You work hard on defense. You def- you switch. You play guards. You keep them in front. You contest. You do all of these things. Reward yourself yeah. by getting a shot on, on that end. Uh, and shots in the paint. I I am all for the shots in the paint with Xavier Tillman. Yeah. Um, and so I, I you get Dez, Jaron is, is those, those two are showing that they have taken the the necessary steps uh, to be go-to players for this team. And, and so I, I don't think there's a there should be the sentiment that they keep not pushing for a play-in opportunity. Um, it it still I mean it still hinges on having to win go on winning streaks limit the losing streaks and you're still going to need help from the teams above for them to lose but uh it's just about playing good basketball and they can continue to play the rate that we've seen them play uh i think it would it would be a travesty to all of these guys on the team to just kind of say well let's just look and see what other guys look like at this point before the season uh we we did these like uh training camp videos with michael wallace for grind city media Mm -hmm. previewing the season and Mm -hmm. we each had different scenarios and mine was desmond bain and 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 i thought for desmond bain my hope for desmond bain this year was the same hope i had last year my hope for him last year was a guy who is going to give me 30 routinely who's going to 
potentially be an all-star and who's going to have that huge growth because he started to become a playmaker. First six games last year, he was incredible. He got hurt. He wasn't healthy the rest of the season. So this year, that's kind of what I hoped to see. Certainly, he has played that way, but still, I find myself every night almost, I don't know, maybe amazed is a little too strong, but so impressed Mm -hmm. with how his game Mm -hmm. has evolved and, and can look better on any given night, even. Well, one thing he always talked about, when he played in high school, he, he did it all. Uh, he wasn't just a shooter. It's when he got to TCU uh, that he, he evolved into being a, a three-point shooter. And so, uh, as we say, he came to the, to the game as being that, but worked on the other aspects, really worked on his ball handling. That was the biggest thing that he was going to have to continue to get better at was, was the ball handling side and worked on it to where he can get from A to B. And then while getting there from A to B, he's been able to find teammates. I'm going to score, but if you stop me from scoring, I know where my teammates are to make the right play. And so that has been uh, a nice evolution here in the NBA for him, for us to see. And it, he he's, he's continues to be a, a fantastic player of making adjustments within the game. So how they're defending him, what he needs to do better, uh, and, and then go out and execute it. For a lot of people, you can get stuck on how you're playing and not be able to adjust within the game, and teams are able to take you out of what you're doing. And so we've seen them be able to, when they have another ball handle on the floor, play off the ball and be a natural two-guard. We've seen when they don't have another ball handle, him having to initiate and run a, a, a number of pick and rolls. He did a lot. He had the 13 assists against the Lakers. And a lot of that was because he was on the ball, Ja was off the ball. And that and it just it worked well because he had a rhythm in doing it. And so yeah, he's he's gonna have to continue to play. I mean, he's gonna have to be the warrior that he has been for this team. And, and the other thing I give him credit for is his conditioning. And it's not just to play 36, 37 minutes the stretches that he's able to play in a row. He's able to play a full quarter, and from the beginning of the quarter to the end of the quarter, he's as strong as he was and, as, and throughout the end quarter. And so and he uh, said that was a big part of his offseason. I mean, it, it's, it, it, and it's, it's noticeable. Yeah. It, it is very noticeable. And so, the, hey, listen, the Grizzlies hit the jackpot with this one. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm very happy that I get to sit over there and, and – and, we get to call his games every night. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, and, and a guy who has been great, you know, the, the key for all the guys who you would group in as the others, the one thing you want is consistency, and you're getting it from Vince Williams Jr. right now. I mean, night in, night out, guarding the best players, um, getting you rebounds, getting his hand on the ball, make, getting steals, and, and then just throwing in some points too here and there as well. Uh, that and he's doing it consistent, consistently, night in and night out, and that's what we've wanted from one of those players is to do it consistently, night in and night out. And he is. He's fulfilling a need that the Grizzlies had, a big hole. The the thing that they lost when they lost Dylan Brooks was you lost size at the wing position, and Vince gives you the size at the wing position. And as a role player, you always want to be in a position where it's hard for the coach to not have you on the floor. Right. And that's what he's been able to do with his minutes. He's making it extremely hard for Taylor to not put him on the floor. Mm-hmm. And because when he goes on the floor, as you said, he makes a difference. And, and that difference can be deflections, can be steals. You said timely shot making. 
He's had to handle the ball more. We've seen him handle the basketball more. Made a beautiful drive and dish to X last night for, for a lay-in. Uh, initiate a break, hit Roddy on the wing at the right time. So Roddy got two free throws out of it. Uh, and, and so it's the, the big word for him, as you say, is consistent. He's played the same way and he's gotten better every night. It's not one of those instances where it was a flash in the pan. It wasn't, oh, he was good for these 10 days or he was good for this these two weeks. And then we had to drop off for two weeks or so. And, oh, maybe he'll come back. No, it has been, put him in the game, I'm ready to contribute. Mm-hmm. And, and that has been, it's, it's such a nice luxury to have uh, as a coaching staff to know that exactly what you're going to get from guys on a regular basis. You know exactly what you get with Vince Williams Jr. And it's been fun to watch. I, I liken him to a little bit to a guy I played with named Gerald Wallace in, in terms of doing doing everything, sacrificing his body, uh, unorthodox in some ways with how they do it. It's, it's not textbook. Um, but excellent, excellent at, at making winning plays for your team. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Grizzlies this week, Clippers. Boy, the home schedule gets easy, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's almost like we go back on the road and play these teams. <laughs> <laughs> I love to play the Clippers away. <laughs> they, they were a much better team the second time we saw them than the first time. Oh, they, they're, the adjustment, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to have veteran guys that are willing to, to be able to read the room. Mm-hmm. And that's what Russell Westbrook did. He was able to read the room. Like, what's going to give us the best chance to win? Me out there trying to figure out, do I am I on the ball? Am I off the ball with James Harden? Or me sacrificing a little bit and come off the bench and still being able to be me. And the other thing that I saw when we played the Clippers in L.A., as much as people may talk about animosity or there was a riff when they – there was the most fun I've seen Russell Westbrook have in a layup line with James Harden. The things, throwing lobs to one to one another, joking with each other, the way he was joking with his teammates. And when, when I saw that, I said, who we? The rest of the league is in trouble. Because you know it's going to get Kawhi has been fantastic. And he's playing games on a regular basis. Paul George. You got those those two guys on the same team. You guys are two of the best two-way players in our game. Mm-hmm. That But are not selfish in any way. And then they've allowed James Harden to play his brand of basketball because neither one of them wanted to have the duty of handling the ball all the time. Well, now let James handle it. And then Russ comes in with his energy. You still got Norman Powell and man, you got, you got and then Zubak just continues to play his role of being a big, set screens, roll to the basket, grab anything that's grab missed. Everything. It, it, then then it then it makes it has made it makes them a very, very dangerous basketball team. Yeah. Uh, then, then an easy one. The Knicks uh, on a back-to-back. Well, because they have no star. They, they, <laughs> they need a one. They need they need a one A, and they need someone that's tall enough to be a one A. Shit, <laughs> yeah, be kidding me if you don't think that uh, Jalen Brunson is a star in this league. And I always say he's just like Tony Parker. He's just like John Morant. That when they get in the paint, it doesn't matter what their size is. They've mastered how to score in the paint. They've mastered how to get angles to score. They've mastered how to use a shoulder, create space, be able to score. And he's like Tony Parker. They're they're below the rim guys, but will be your biggest paint scores in the league every year. So uh, it, it's going. And then the the addition of OG Ananobi has been fantastic for them. Yeah. Uh, it it has. They've given them a defender, a spot up shooter, 
but it also allows them to have size because without Mitchell Robinson, they play Hartenstein has done a good job of, of manning, but they were going to need a little bit more size on the floor from someone other than Julius Randle. Right. And, and so uh, OG has been a, 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 a fantastic pickup for them. And the one thing that you know you're going to get from them is they're going to play tough. Then MLK Day, which is always a special day, um, an eventful day. I, I advise you to tune in early uh, yes. we'll, we'll, if you're watching at home because we'll have the symposium. If you're going to the game, I advise you to go to the symposium. Uh, it is always um, it's always it's amazing just to hear the stories and, and to see these these legends. I mean, for me, this one's going to be really special because Ozzie Smith, who I grew up just, you know, he was my baseball hero yes. when, when I was a kid. So to hear his stories uh, it will be fascinating for me as well. But it's always always an amazing time, and uh, we'll carry it uh, on Valley Sports Southeast. And uh, also, uh, if you're coming to the game, get there early and uh, come to the symposium. It's it's wonderful. Uh, anyway, uh, you'll play Golden State that day. Uh, Golden State just got Draymond back, who is a changed man. Uh, he, we'll see. He says he's he's done with the antics. He's going to remain himself without the antics. I mean, it, I'm telling you this much. If if he's able to do that, then it puts Golden State in a in a totally different light. Because it, it, the thing that he does is he's he's excellent at organizing. He's their point guard on the floor. He's their communicator on defense. You can play him in multiple positions. His IQ of basketball is super high. Mm -hmm. It's just that it gets clouded with all the other junk that happens on with him. And, and so if he's able to 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 cut out, as he says, cut out those antics. Then it, it'll be it'll be a changed Golden State team, especially if they can continue to mix with some of the young guys uh, that have had to play minutes for them with him being down. Um, then they they again can become a, a, a dangerous team. Are they old? I mean, they're they're old in terms of uh, today's standard. Yeah. Um, but I always say, as, as long as you're in shape while being old and your skills are still there, then there's a knowledge that they have that is greater than most other teams in this league because they've been through all of the scenarios. They've been through all the situations. They've won championships. They understand what it takes. It is just, can Klay Thompson play, keep team to play at a high level? Can Andrew Wiggins play better basketball and do it consistently at a high level? Can Draymond Green not have the antics? And then, we said, you're mixing with the with the young guys that that are there, then uh, the, it, it makes you you're a, a longer in the two team, but it's still a team that that can win games. All right, it's uh, that special time of year where Brevin and I pick football games. We're gonna pick football games with the uh, the playoffs starting yes. this weekend in the National Football League. Just um, know that my expertise off the charts with this. That's right. Uh, Cleveland will be in Houston on Saturday. Cleveland's a two and a half point favorite at Houston. Cleveland at Houston. I, I gotta go. I gotta go with. Uh, I gotta go with Houston. I'm going with Houston too. Listen, I'm, and let me say, I know that Cleveland's defense. Everybody's talking about how great their defense is, but I just I, I, I called him Joe Flunko for a reason when he was playing with Baltimore, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he has been fantastic for for Cleveland and, and stepping in and, and, and Joe Flacco and, and I always mess with him. Like I got a buddy that's a Ravens fan and I always used just to mess with him and say he'll 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 mess it up somehow. Yeah. And we'll see if somehow he messes it up in that game. I'm gonna go with CJ Stroud and the and the I am too. The they got something special, <laughs> right? Hey, Isn't that fun? That's that's 
it's, it's, it's fun to be able to, to, to watch this young brother go out there and do what he's done. Yeah. All right, Miami at Kansas City. Chiefs are a four-point favorite. Kansas City. I, I, I don't know if Miami can't they, – they, they can't win when it's not warm. Right. Uh, and Kansas City, and they has, struggle on the road. Period. This, and it's Arrowhead Stadium. Even though Kansas City just hasn't looked the, like Kansas City at all, I just feel like Mahomes has somehow, some way, just has to will at some point the team exactly. Like, like, like they got to be outside catching balls right now. And Travis Kelsey, <laughs> I know you're hurt, but you're a football player. This is the playoffs. Yeah, no, right? no, no. See what happens? You want to make this whole big tell. You you got sidetracked on what your job, what your mm. thing is. Your thing is going out there to catch touchdown passes, not gallivanting all around the country, going to concerts, wanting to be uh, Mr. Entertainment now. Catch footballs and touchdowns. Yeah. Well, at least this week. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we're both going Chiefs there. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo's a 10-point favorite. How is Pittsburgh in the in the playoffs? I just I literally Mason Rudolph is their quarterback <laughs> because they have Mike Tomlin. That's what I said. It's like the, the dude just he, I always talk about having my crystal ball. Somehow he has ten crystal balls, and he he just kept rubbing them this year. And to figure out how do we just give ourselves a chance to win games? It doesn't have to be pretty. They win ugly. The games the games don't even get to 15, 14 points. Like. Jeez, how are y'all even winning games like this? That's why I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the points, get the 10 points, because I, I don't know if you can beat Pittsburgh by more than that. <laughs> I just don't. It's, I think it's very hard. But I, Buffalo will win the game. I'm, see, that, see I, I'm going with who's going to win the game. You yeah. know, I don't, the, 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 the other side of it, I don't really get into that. So, But I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say Buffalo. And the thing for the Steelers are they've gotten into the playoffs. They just haven't won in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys seven and a half point favorite over the Packers. I'm never picking the Cowboys. I don't care. Oh. I don't care what the numbers. I'm I'm going with Petey's team. Okay. He's an owner, and so I'm I'm riding with you, Pete Pranica, Eric Hasseltine. Well, I mean Hazeltine, and <laughs> and so Packer I'm people. I'm going with all of the Packer people out there. I'm gonna have my green and yellow on for that one. I'm uh, I'm going Dallas. Sorry. Boo! <laughs> Rams are a three-point underdog at Detroit. Matt Stafford goes back to Detroit for a playoff match. How about what? that? <laughs> how much fun is that? Uh, I don't know how much I can believe in the Rams. They, the Giants almost beat them, should have beat them at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, uh, uh, here's the thing with Detroit. It's now the playoffs in some way. and We, we can't just go out there willy-nilly doing the play call stuff, like going for stuff just to go for stuff. And if you go for two and it doesn't work, and you get an opportunity because something happens on a penalty, kick the damn extra point no and go from there. But but I, I'm, I'm I'm I am hoping that 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 they have that mentality in some way, shape, or form. Because you know this is my expertise here in this football. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Detroit. I'm going with the Rams. Go with the Rams, straight up. Don't even need the points. Hey. And then. Uh, Monday night, the Philadelphia Eagles, three-point favorite at Tampa Bay. I'm, whoever is the, whoever the other team is versus the Eagles, I'm choosing. Okay. I'm choosing Tampa Bay. I, I, I don't know what's up with the Eagles. I mean, they, the, the again, they just got absolutely waxed by my Giants. It was, mm-hmm. wasn't even funny the way they just got smacked. They've been getting waxed by everybody. And, and even in the games that they've won, it's been like, you guys are just eking by, and eventually it caught up with them. And they're playing Tampa, and the Tampa's not very good, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking Baker Mayfield in Tampa. Ugh. <laughs> We're taking Baker Mayfield. Jeez. Baker, go get it done. 
<laughs> Go get it done, Baker. The touchdown maker. <laughs> Maybe he and Mason Rudolph will be in the second round. Holy crap. That'd be something else. All right, there you go. Those are our NFL uh, picks for week one of the playoffs. All right, that's going to do it, BK. Man, we, it's, it's been too long, man. We said we are going to do this every week, and then we got to ripping and running. And, it wasn't and, that long. I mean, it was like, what, 10 days? Something it's been like 10 that. days? Something like that. I, I, the thing it is, feels what, like it's been yes, longer. We, when, and the, because we get to moving trip to trip to trip, it, it feels like it's more days than what it really is. Yeah. Um, so maybe it wasn't, but it, it was It was good to be back. I had, I had a lot of people like, uh, are you guys going to do another one today? I even did a Zoom today, and the guy on the Zoom that I did the interview with was like, uh, you, you guys going to do another night court? I was like, Oh. Hey, you listen. Yay! Yeah, I'm doing one as soon as I get off of this phone with you. <laughs> well, we thank everybody for listening. Yes. And uh, continue to tune in and uh, tell your friends about us and uh, tell your neighbors, tell everybody. Uh, they can find us uh, Night Court, wherever you get your podcast. You can also get us on Twitter at The Fish Nation, at Brevin Knight 22, and uh, the show at Night Court 22. Uh, so uh, you can reach out that way. And again, thanks for listening. That's going to do it for us this week here on Night Court. We'll talk to you again next week for BK. I'm Fish. Talk to you next week here on Night Court. Peace.